MCVO Talent Outsource Services helps small businesses reduce costs by providing exceptional talent from the Philippines. With companies struggling to remain viable, open-minded companies are hiring offshore bookkeepers, virtual assistants, telemarketers, customer support, and digital marketers. Their post-production services for photographers and videographers are impressive, and they'll help reduce expenses across the board. Visit them at mcvotalent.com and listen to the podcast for their co-founder, Mark Zucker, on Episodes 7 and 53. Coming up now on Visual Wow. The lights have evolved. The LED dimmability, flexibility, and versatility because you can change the colors now. You can change the environment. So, and it's much smaller. People, you know, they don't want to be putting a camera in their face and a bright light, you know, on the spotlight. It could be obtrusive. So, what I try to always do when I'm filming is to be as unobtrusive as possible and try to document it in a way that we're all like focused on where the attention should be. The speaker is speaking, we're capturing that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow, the podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Audience. I am Jack Hartsman, your host, and today I am here with David Hersenberg from Documented Video. Baltimore, Maryland. He spans the entire DMV region up to Philadelphia, down to Washington, and probably in Northern Virginia. Somebody asked really nice. David, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. It's great to have a local boy on the on the on the program. We're probably what 35 or 40 minutes away from each other. Yeah. We work in each other's backyard. And if I'm not mistaken, my friend and podcast mentor Doug Sandler performed at your bar mitzvah. Yes. It's the classic bunny hop. It was a great time. And I still have the video, so. I would like a copy of that so that I can torture my friends that we just did a, last month, we did a cross-country trip together and, and got to know each other at a level we've never known each other before. So I would like to remind him of the bunny hop, which I believe through the course of evolution, I know your bar mitzvah was probably, what, three or four years ago. He has evolved the bunny hop into Simon Says now. There's um, always a game to play. But I got share screen and we could probably pull it up on the cloud. I mean. Ouch, ouch. I don't want to go there for that. Doug, I'm sorry. We're talking about you too much but I think that's hilarious. Well, David, welcome to the program. I know we've been kind of going back and forth during COVID to get you on the show. I'm glad we were finally able to get our calendars together. I am thrilled to have you. I think the world of your work and your ability to not only service the corporate market, but also attend to the wedding and the bar mitzvah market as well. How long you been in the game? Tell the listening audience what you are all about. Here's the elevator speech. Go. Free fall. That are only listening. David just fell from an elevator with his arms up in the air. You can catch us on the YouTube channel next week. Go for it. Yeah, ultimately, it comes down to video, documenting it, having it for as a family heirloom, having the moment and figuring out what to do with it. It's kind of like a currency. What do you do with a dollar? Put it away. Do you save it? Do you spend it? What do you do with this stuff? And it's constantly happening on our phones. It's constantly happening professionally. And as a company, you have to think about your brand, your marketing, what it is you're putting out there being current, having a platform, having a voice and using this technology, especially with some of this new technology, like the virtual reality things coming out, like being cutting edge and being innovative and showcasing what it can do and communicating a message. You're not using that camcorder on the shoulder from Errol's video anymore, right? I just got the backpack thing. It's great. I feel like a ghostbuster. It's like, (laughs) it's it's amazing. amazing how far we've come in 20 years. 
it is amazing. It's scary because you get something not even worth anything anymore the day after because the next version came out. Because we have some geeks that listen to this show, and I mean that in the nicest way, some techno geeks in the photography and the video space. Why don't you just let them know what your basic rig is so they know if they like you or not like you based on whether you're about to start the conversation with an S, a C, or an R. Right. Whether personally, whatever alphabet number it is, I believe it'll get the job done. As long as you have a working letter and some lens quality, you know, There's a lot of components, really. I'm personally a Sony snob, I guess. I prefer the Sony. I grew up on it over the years and evolved with it. And that's one of the reasons I was able to, I guess, adapt. Because once you learn the menu settings at a lower level, you know, when you have that old VCR tape and then the mini DV, and then, you know, as it evolved with all the different cameras along the way, now we're into the mirrorless where, you know, combined where you're able to take photo and video and the versatility of the lenses and the rigs with the gimbals and what DJI is putting out with the drones and you know these different tools, especially with Amazon, being able to order it from your house, return it if you need be. You got B&H sales reps teaching you and telling you like, this doesn't go with this, to go with this, with this. You know, Knowing some of the software and some of the hardware and some of the resources that are available you know, anybody could get this job done, but you do have to sort of make an investment and, you know, it, it does take time and work, but it's rewarding because what happens is you get instant gratification, just like you press play and you can see the moment. You also see the moment being lived, your moment being lived through them vicariously. And then it's shared. And then it's like something that you cannot hold, but you can hold on to in a different way. It's a- so whether it's a corporate job or a social, how do you tell a customer or an event producer, party planner, whatever it may be, you know, that, that video shouldn't be the last thing that they're thinking about for their budget or in their decision-making power that I've always found as a photographer that I know we're one of the first things that are contracted and they go, well, we're holding off on video until we know how much money we have. And I say, well, you know, I'm a big fan of my photographs, but you know, if you wanted to live and to breathe and to hear what it's all about, and see what Uncle Louie looks like and remember your grandparents in, in living color, you really shouldn't, you should be putting video far above flowers and food until you've secured that properly. How do you work with those same kind of yeah, issues? I think it's a given. I think it should be a given. And we all sort of take it for granted. We're like, oh yeah, there's a TV. Yeah, sure. There's a TV. Oh yeah. We'll have it recorded. It'll be captured. Someone will have it. You know, not everybody, they might take their phones out, everybody at a certain point but you might not get access to that image or video ever again. People take their own pictures. What do they do with? Sometimes they share them. Sometimes they do it. But like, I think it should be more routine. And again, accept any bit of the range. So it could, in terms of quality, so it could be, you know, your phone or it could be a big camera. I think the people used to think with these, they used to have these big cameras meant big money. So the bigger the camera, the bigger the gig, the bigger, the more expensive, the more it's a thing. And then we're like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I think one of the fears about video, because I mean, I hear about this all the time, is that it's not the big cameras that people remember from the 90s and the early 2000s. It's the big lights. It's the big That's hot true. sports lights. And when I'm selling video or I'm recommending video to a client, I'm telling them, listen, this is not the late 90s stuff. This is so unobtrusive. This is high-end digital cameras that you just don't hear that kind of stuff. The lights have evolved. The LED 
dimmability, flexibility, and versatility, because you can change the colors now, you can change the environment. So, and it's much smaller. People, you know, they don't want to be putting a camera in their face and a bright light, you know, on the spotlight. It could be obtrusive. So what I try to always do when I'm filming is to be as unobtrusive as possible and try to document it in a way that we're all like focused on where the attention should be. The speaker is speaking, we're capturing that you know, and making sure that we have maybe some audio from the DJ and working with some of the other vendors to make sure everything's running timely and we know what's coming up next. And, you know, being on the schedule, especially an event, whether it's corporate or otherwise, you need to kind of be like, okay, you know, what making, checking everything to make sure it's running smoothly. You muted yourself, sir. I know that you're a new father, you're a husband, and yes. somehow in, in the midst of all that, you still find a way to balance corporate video and social video. That's yeah. a bit of a challenge. So I'll let you talk about your beautiful daughter in just a second, but I want to know how you switch gears when you're talking to a corporate client versus when you're talking to a potential bride or bar bat mitzvah parent. I don't know if it's, I think it's, it comes down to what they need. You know, again, if they say, look, we need most of the time it's event-based coverage. The corporate stuff ranges, it ranges. There's real estate work, which is different than, you know, trainings or you know, documenting certain things. Like a lot of it has to do with just different ways of using the camera. Like one time I was on the set of Step Up and it was filmed in Baltimore. And that was a totally different way of filmmaking. That was real cinema, movie, you know, that's a different realm. Then you have sports and that's a different way of doing it. They just kind of capture the same thing over and over and then they edit it together and they have different roles and different ways of capturing it. And even in film school where you have a commercial-based Commercials is a different style because you can afford to cut. You can afford to put up a clunky light. It's not going to matter because you're on a right, set. Right, sure. So the set life and the live life is a little bit of a different style. And even for the corporate stuff, it's still usually live based for me. It's still something I'm documenting at the moment, the event, whether the gala, or I'm editing something that's going to be shown on the Zoom at the gala or for the event. So it sometimes needs a lot of pre-production in terms of what do we need to do to work backwards to get to that date to make sure it's done right. And then just kind of scheduling it out so that I know I'm going to be available because I know I have coverage for the kids so that I know I can go film and do whatever I need to do to pivot and make sure I'm available to save the day one way or the other. So one of the things I find almost incestual between event professionals, photographers, videographers, florists, caterers, hoteliers, is that we all give up our nights and our weekends for this beloved industry that we that has taken care of us so well and that we love so much. And then we have a global pandemic and it shuts us all down. Yeah. And I know during the pandemic, you and I have bounced back and forth to try to find a date for you. And I appreciate you putting up with my crazy schedule. And somewhere in there, you decided to have a child. I know it wasn't a one-way street. I know you didn't make the decision completely by yourself. But you had a baby girl born just before or just after chaos began, right? Just as soon as we were locked down, I was buckled in with a new companion. Well, as a father of a 27 and a 29-year-old, I remember those days when my kids were first born and how the sacrifices of going out every Saturday night and during the week just pained me to no end to be away from the little ones. So first, I got to give you big kudos that you probably won't realize for five or 10 years on how lucky you are to have had that daddy-daughter time and that time with your wife as well. How do you feel that 
being a father now is affecting, you know, the warmth that you bring to your camera and to your jobs. I love it. I'm blessed in that regard. And I think it's super rewarding. The family component, I mean, we definitely got closer because we were closer and in proximity to each other for that full year, you know, the first year of her life. So we're just like, where do we go? Well, we can't really go anywhere. So let's make some movies. And I documented, obviously, the entire experience. I've got a full year's worth of terabytes of, you know, video that we've She's going to hate you, by the way, by the, time, the, the, by the time high school comes, she's absolutely going to hate you. Yeah, the bat mitzvah, it's not going to go well. All this montage stuff, I'm telling you. But I still have it documented regardless, because what else are you going to do? I film, you know, look at this moment that I'm there for so many moments and also able to document them so that we can remember them. And then we even watch, sometimes we're just watching back the old ones as like, you remember this, remember that, you know, and filling, filling, filling the clouds up with those memories is what life is all about. And sometimes you got to stop and look up and enjoy it. I completely agree. Hey, David, tell me uh, the best way for people to get a hold of you, what your social channels look like. Somebody wants to reach out and find out more about you. Yeah, I'm online, documentedvideo.com. I've got Facebook, documented video everywhere. Instagram, so LinkedIn. Documented video, that documented is the way video. to find you. That's pretty much it. You need your video documented. You love it. Look, clearly you have made it to the other side of COVID and kudos to you for that. We're all kind of dealing with the Delta variants now. And we were a little bit question mark, question mark on what's coming down the pike in August and September. How are you feeling about the fall season, both social and corporate? Where do you see your profession going? I always have anxiety before the gig and before the months up ahead, because in this line of work, you don't get paid unless you have something booked, like you have to deliver. So it historically has had continued to snowball and here I am, you know, on here talking and, you know, I have some social channels and I have some history to show that I've done different things, but it's what is out there is always bigger and better. There's always new goals and new heights to achieve and new ways to change it up and make it fresh. So I'm always trying to adapt in that way and always trying to see what comes up, see what comes next. You know, what's, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's where I'm at. I'm living in the present. I'm with the kids, the family in the present moment, and I'm in documenting the present. That's the job is to just really be present and capture it. I think you've got a very cool Superman approach to everything. I think that's wonderful. I think you've got a very clear path to be able to look at somebody and say, look, I'm here to save the day. Just let me help you get to the finish line. That's it. Uh, look, we are friends. We are competitors. We're in the same market space. There are umpteen video companies around the Baltimore, Washington area. But what do you say to the listening audience? What do you say to potential clients that sets documented video apart from the pack? I'm not really different. We're all the same in this regard. We're all getting these camera angles and documenting it. I see it as a team effort. And if they're doing it and I'm doing it, then we're getting noticed as a Baltimore front almost. And what you, know, what you do could affect me. Did you hear what that videographer did? Now they're looking at videographers. So we're all kind of in, we're all tagged, you know, no, the keyword firm, together. David, I am a firm believer in that. I recently was over at the MGM casino, just kind of taking some friends who were in town, showing them the pretty sights of Washington. Yeah. And there was a photographer there struggling with a bride, absolutely gorgeous young couple and a very rookie photographer. The bride had like a 20 foot veil. And this guy had no idea what to do with her. 
and had no idea what to do with his lights. And my daughter was with me and I turned to her and she was kind of holding my hand saying, dad, don't do it. Dad, don't do it. And I said, I have to, because this guy's struggling. If he fails, if they're not happy, it's a black eye for all of us. And I know what you mean. If people fail in the video world, it, it reflects on everybody in the video world. So I, I give you big props about how you see that as well. And kudos on your just general good spirit and good attitude. I don't get to work with you that often, but I definitely know that about your person and your personality. Nobody, I don't know anybody's ever said anything bad to me about you because you're just a really good guy trying to get to the finish line and trying to do the job as well as you can do it. So whatever you've been doing, your reputation precedes you. Well, I hope, you know, I hope we keep it going and we'll work together some more in the future. I know with Washington talent, I mean, some of those guys, we have a great time together and it makes it fun showing up for work because we're, we're having a party you know, and, and we're celebrating and hopefully we'll all celebrate more, more milestones together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the visual law listening audience, you heard it right from David. We are going to celebrate. We are going to get this world back up on its axis. <laughs> it might be a different kind of a party, but Hey, <laughs> live up, live it up. That is for sure. Well, David, thank you again for working with me to get you on the schedule. And I really appreciate your time. And to the local people here in Baltimore, Washington area, give David a ring, see yeah, what he's out. all about. Reach Super out. talented guy. We think the world of him here at the Visual Out Podcast. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.